Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. This show is sponsored by Med Studio, who are a privately owned medical clinic that specialises in helping women and men with moderate to severe symptoms of menopause and andropause using bioidentical hormones and other therapies to relieve symptoms, restore balance and to dramatically improve their quality of life. Visit medstudio.com or call 952-807-0415. Today my guest is family nurse practitioner Nicole Jen Asbaday. Thank you very much for joining us today, Nicole. Thank you. Could you tell us when you first became a nurse practitioner? How long ago was that? I graduated from the University of Minnesota back in 2010 with my family nurse practitioner degree. And um, I've been interested in medicine um, since I was an adolescent due to my own personal health. I had severe asthma as a child and was intubated or put on a ventilator six different times from the age of 12 to 21. So I learned at a young age the value of holistic medicine. Mm -hmm. So when you were qualified, what what happened next? Um, I've always tried to incorporate um, a holistic approach to my patient care. And um, in 2010, when I became a family nurse practitioner, um, I went and um, did primary care for a while and urgent care and then found my niche at uh, Med Studio, which is a clinic that uh, incorporates holistic care for our patients, and we specialize in addressing symptoms of andropause and menopause. We also provide holistic assessments and recommendations for patients to have food sensitivity testing or micronutrient testing um, and a lot of lifestyle coaching to empower our patients to own their own health and um, become an advocate for their a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And how do you implement a healthy lifestyle for somebody who hasn't eaten correctly, is overweight, doesn't exercise, doesn't take any um, supplements or look after themselves in any such way? You have to start with baby steps. I think that if you give 
too many assignments to a patient, they're going to become overwhelmed and not even take that first step. Mm -hmm. So you need to have open communication with your patient and discuss things that they're willing to do to start off with. And I am a firm believer that when you start down that path of um, taking ownership of your health and making healthier lifestyle choices, that it encourages you to make more and more in that direction because you start seeing the difference and um, start feeling better. And it just then spurs one on to continue to um, make those healthy choices. So I would talk with somebody that is, you know, nutritionally deficient and lacking in exercise and, you know, probably having a lot of mood issues too, um, to just see where a good starting point is and then provide some of the the accountability that's needed when requiring some of these lifestyle changes so that they feel that, you know, we're there to encourage them and, and, you know, um, cheer them on for better lifestyles. Mm -hmm. What conditions do you normally um, treat in your practice? Well, as I mentioned earlier, um, we, we see a lot of women and men that are dealing with symptoms of andropause and menopause. Um, but what can be seen with a lot of those things as side things that um, affect their overall health as well. Uh, we'll see patients with autoimmune conditions such as Hashimoto's, uh, even fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndromes, um, chronic pain, adrenal fatigue, depression, cancer prevention or prevention of reoccurrence, um, tremors and anti-aging as well. Mm-hmm. And how do you implement LDN? I mean, is it one of the tools in your toolbox that you always use or do you look for certain patients to prescribe it for? Um, typically, certain patients, um, I feel that when a patient gets more hormonally balanced, that a lot of um, or some patients may not require uh, LDN, but if we get their hormones balanced and they're, they're still having health issues, you know, if they are still having issues with depression despite getting their hormones in a better place, then I would recommend LDN to them. And like I said, with the, the previous listed indications as well, if anybody has those indications, um, it would be something that I bring up um, at an earlier stage with them. Um, sometimes when I'm doing a intake to discuss hormone balance, I might mention it right there um, regarding LDN and that it would be something in, on the table, so to speak, as a treatment option for them. Mm -hmm. And what age range are your patients? Um, we we typically see um, men and women in um, you know late thirties um, up into uh, you know sixties and seventies um, and a little you know give and take on either end. 
because as I also mentioned, we do food sensitivity testing and micronutrient testing. So we have patients that um, have recommended family and friends to us that may not fit that um, andropause, menopause Mm -hmm. um, criteria, but they know that they have, or they suspect that they have, you know, issues with, you know, food or that they have some chronic deficiencies that they like to get tested. Mm-hmm. And when a patient has been tested and found there are certain foods that they can't eat, does that mean mm-hmm. they have to be off of those foods for life or can the gut heal and they can reintroduce them at a later date? It is that their gut can heal Um as I'm sure you're aware, being the LDN expert that you are, there's been great studies that have been done incorporating LDN with um, patients that have inflammatory bowel diseases. So they could incorporate LDN into a, um, you know, a lifestyle modification where they do avoidance, complete avoidance, anywhere between three to six months to just get their gut to heal. And then they can slowly reintroduce these foods and see if additional symptoms develop if they do. Um, And then if they notice any change in symptoms, it's up to that patient to kind of decide, is this a food that I want to try to incorporate back in? Or is it better for me to just practice avoidance throughout the rest of my life? Um, Or should I look at cycling this food, eating it only every week or two, and then abstaining it on or from off days? Mm. That's something I hadn't thought of. And that works, is it just having it occasionally as a treat, I guess? Mm Mm-hmm. That would yep. be easier so to, then they're to not getting, to. Yeah, because then they're not getting that constant exposure where they could have an inflammatory response to that. Mm-hmm. If it's just an occasional treat every so often, the body, as we know, can, um, you know, defend those occasional, you know, stressors. But if we're constantly exposing our body to that, then, you know, that inflammation load can be that uh, straw that broke the camel's back when you have other things going on, you know, a big stressor in your life or other unforeseen circumstances that can cause then flares of chronic diseases and so forth. Mm-hmm. Which foods do you find people are most likely to be sensitive to? Uh, Gluten can be one of them, Um, but I've also been um, uh, seeing more and more with uh, sugar and uh, vegetable oils. Vegetable oils have been one that, um, sadly, it's been let in our society that vegetable oils can be a good and healthy thing, but actually they are quite toxic. Mm -hmm. And um, to eliminate vegetable oils completely um, can have really profound results in reducing inflammation and um, uh, encouraging better uh, cell-to-cell communication because your body is able to function with um, more of a complete phospholipid bilayer because it's using 
healthy fats to create the cells and to be a part of that cellular wall. Mm-hmm. So which... There is a fast... Oh, sorry. sorry. No, carry on. I was just going to say there's a fascinating book that I read called Deep Nutrition by Catherine Shanahan. And she goes into um, why your genes need traditional foods in order to um, create a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So what fats should we be eating? Um, Which ones shouldn't we be are, eating? <laughs> well, we don't want to be doing the canola oils, the sunflower uh or safflower oil, cottonseed oil, um, and even olive oil, if it's been something that you've cooked with. Olive oil is great, but you don't want to expose it to heat because it will alter the the um, fatty chains and then um, make it so it is actually toxic to the body. Uh, you'd want to be using olive oil only if you're adding it to a salad um, or not applying any heat. Otherwise, coconut oil is great for medium heat. And then um, then your higher smoke point oils, such as ghee or um, taro or even duck fat. Okay. Now, I would have thought duck fat wouldn't have been very good for you. When you incorporate wholesome oils into your body, wholesome fat, Mm -hmm. you'd be amazed at how your body doesn't crave as much and actually feels quite satiated because it's had a good fat. So many people will tell you, oh, if I eat eggs in the morning, I really just don't feel that hungry the rest of the day. And that's a great um, example of how healthy fats, because the yolks in eggs do actually have cholesterol, but um, if, especially if you're using organic eggs, it's going to be a better form of cholesterol and your body is made of cholesterol. We just need to make sure that we're ingesting the, the proper kinds of fats because when we do that, it does send the proper signals throughout our body that we're then not craving the sugars and the carbs that we feel satisfied. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's interesting. And what about fat on meats? Um, I, ideally, actually, you'd like to do, um, you cook your meat on the bone because the bones will help to release um, minerals and things into the meat that you're eating. And then, yes, uh, fat that is on the bone does have some benefits, Um, If you're wanting to watch your weight, you know, you would obviously want to not overindulge, but um, things that have skin on them will actually help your body because, you know, collagen and other things are found in the skin and fats of animals. So if we do ingest them, your body will get that benefit. It is that you want to practice things in moderation. And like I said, if you are looking at weight reduction, you don't want to overindulge. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about people who follow a gluten-free diet and have the gluten-free bread and cakes and the like? I mean, are they okay to eat or should they be avoided? If... um. 
if it doesn't have vegetable oils in it, it should be fine. You really want to steer clear of, um, like I said, the vegetable oils and the real refined processed foods and sugars. Um, but do keep in mind that every um, carbohydrate, you know, will get processed and will sometimes look to your body as, you know, sugar. So you want to be monitoring and be aware of how much carb consumption you are having. And that's also why I think that LDN can be beneficial for people that are um, wanting to lose weight or just maintain a healthy lifestyle. When taking LDN, people will get that, you know, um, extra endorphin support and endorphins are those feel good hormones. And when you feel good, you're more inclined to make those, you know, healthier choices. I have a patient that um, prior to starting LDN had to um, almost have their arm twisted to go to the gym. And now they go to the gym every single day and they just love their gym time um, since starting their LDN. Wow. it's amazing. And what are your favorite supplements for your patients? Being in the Midwest, we definitely look at everybody's vitamin D levels because they tend to be uh, quite deficient in our region where we don't have as much sun exposure. Um, other things that we look at are the um, vitamin Bs, um, but vitamin D is, is essential, I find. And then I tell people that um, because our foods tend to be picked before they're riped or ripened, and then they can sit at the grocery store for a while, and then they're in our refrigerator for how long, that the overall nutrition or, you know, vitamin and mineral quality is lower than what it used to be, you know, even 20, 30 years ago. So I do recommend a high quality supplement multivitamin in general for a lot of patients and then would encourage the healthy, you know, omega-3s, essential fatty acids and probiotics as well. Mm -hmm. And do you use herbs in your practice? Um, from time to time, definitely. There's, there's a, a lot of great benefit for that. Um, we we tend to do more with with hormones like melatonin and DHEA as well for a lot of patients. Um, but uh, herbal herbals and other things, you know, we find some people really benefit from them, mm. like adaptogenic herbs and um, other things for. Uh, immune support and thyroid support and adrenal support. You mentioned melatonin there. I thought that was used. Uh, I've used it myself when I've been jet lagged to help me go to sleep. Mm -hmm. What is it used for mainly? Uh, it can definitely be to promote better um, sleep hygiene. Uh, but it can also be used to um, help women and men with uh, chronic headaches. Uh, I had read a study where um, three milligrams of melatonin each night was proven to be more effective than amnotriptyline. 
Wow. And um, that I thought was an amazing way to support your patients naturally and um, and then, you know, as a side benefit, get better sleep too. Mm. I mean, melatonin is something your body produces itself, I believe, isn't it? It is, but as we age, all of our hormones tend to decline. Mm-hmm. Um, there's such a thing as a term of um, uh, hormonal aging where um, specialists in that field could look at a profile of your hormones and the levels and be able to pretty accurately guess how old you are wow. based off of what your hormone levels <laughs> are. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, isn't it? So we, yeah, we all want that extra support when we start to realize, wow, I'm in my 40s and 50s and don't feel like I did when I was in my 20s and 30s. And a lot of that can be related to a decline in your hormones. Oh, interesting. I was going to ask you something there. It's gone from my head now. So when you prescribe LDM for your patients, what dose do you start them on? We start them at 1.5 and then um, advance up to 3 milligrams within, you know, um, about two to sometimes three weeks, unless they're on thyroid medication, then I try to uh, get up to that three milligrams even slower. And I want to check their hormone levels before I would advance them to that three milligrams, because sometimes we need to wean back on their thyroid medication um, because it will affect that or they don't need as much thyroid medication then. Mm-hmm. But typically, three milligrams is the dose that we find um, to be fairly beneficial for a lot of our patients. And then some do require a higher level of 4.5. And have any of your patients ever notified you of any adverse side effects? Yes. Um, as we know, the uh, difficulty sleeping for the first couple of weeks. I also had a patient that said they were having some headaches and attributed it to the LDN and stopped. Um, I think it was about uh, three to four weeks after starting it, but then they informed me that their headaches did continue after they had stopped. Mm -hmm. So um, I told them that, you know, we could readdress it and maybe start at a a lower dose than the 1.5 for them. Uh, They they, um, have some other things that might um, make them more sensitive to it. So, So they said they would let us know. Okay. And do you prescribe capsules or tablets, sublingual, liquid? Um, We use a couple of different compounding pharmacies, and uh, I typically do uh, the PO, um, capsule or tablet, and then it depends on which pharmacy the patient has a preference towards and um, whether it comes in a tablet or capsule form. Okay. And when you um, specify a capsule, what is the filler of choice that you use? 
Um, I honestly don't know the the filler um, it, of each individual pharmacy that we use. It's probably a good question to ask them. I know that they tend to be more of a, um, a sucrose, I believe. Um, but but yeah, I would have to then speak to the mm-hmm. pharmacist at each location. Um, the filler of choice is actually Avacel, uh, is one that most pharmacies uh, use. Okay. <laughs> and have you found that with some patients when sleep is a, an issue to change to morning dosing instead of evening? Um, typically to move it back to a 6 p.m. dose mm-hmm. opposed to an a.m. dose. But uh, I tell patients that um, taking it is better than not taking it. So if they need to do it at a different time so that they are compliant with it, then to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... That's gone as well now. When you start your patient on LDN, do you give them a rough idea of how long it will be before they notice improvements? Um, I tell the patients that some can notice the very first day or two, um, but that it can also go on the other end of that spectrum where it could be months before they notice a significant change. Mm-hmm. We did but a, I encourage sorry. patients to stay that course, yeah. Mm. We did a survey several years ago now, and there were some patients that said that the very first night that they'd slept better than they had for years. The majority mm-hmm. of people noticed improvements around the four-month mark. That seemed to be the average reply from people when asked. And then there were other people who had a progressive disease, whether it was MS or lupus or whatever, that is progressive, and they had stabilised. They hadn't noticed any benefits. They hadn't got any worse. They had just stayed the same. And they stayed the same in between 15 and 18 months of not changing. But they were very pleased with that because they'd been progressing, you know, quite rapidly and it had halted the progression. So they were very happy. And then after 15, 18 months, the symptoms started to improve. So that was a bit strange. Um, You know, from one end, you know, people noticing things the first day, to being 15 to 18 months. So we always say when people say, <laughs> typically we have many people who say, I've been on LDN a month and it hasn't hasn't worked. I feel exactly the same. You know, a month is too early to notice something. But we always say if you do feel that LDN isn't working for you, to give it, you know, an 18-month trial and then if it really isn't doing anything for you to to stop but the number of people who have stopped thinking that it was doing nothing for them will then say, 
oh, I'd forgotten I had numbness or I'd forgotten that uh, my bowels didn't function properly. I'd forgotten I used to have mm-hmm. headaches um, and restart. I think uh, mm-hmm. maybe half of the people that stop do restart because they had only stopped because they thought it wasn't working. I mean, have you experienced that? Um, I haven't been prescribing LDN for over that 18 month, um, you know, period. Okay. So I would say that, um, for the patients that I've, um, began and they've mentioned that they've had some issues or they kind of question whether it's working that I, again, reiterate that they should stay that course because, um, I tell people that, you know, your body triages what it needs and how it needs it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And there might be things going on behind that curtain that um, you're not fully aware or can feel the effects of, but your body is working on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just need to stay that course and continue on the LDN and have faith because LDN is such a safe medication and it's really inexpensive compared to so many other medications out there. So what, what's the harm? Um, it's, it's a lot better than other things that are available. So to stay that course and just, um, see if things do, you know, turn where then you start to notice a change in symptoms. Mm -hmm. And is it expensive for patients do you provide LDN with insurances that you have there or do patients have to pay for the LDN themselves? It, the patients would have to pay for the LDN themselves. It's typically not uh, insurance covered medication since it's considered, you know, kind of a complementary or holistic medication since it's an off-label use. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, people will have to go to compounding pharmacies and and get their prescription filled and pay for it out of pocket. But it tends to be um, around $30 a month without shipping costs. Mm-hmm. Compounding pharmacies uh, tend to ship out where patients are at because there aren't that many at your local, you know, corner. Um, so... Uh, the shipping charge will, you know, add to that. Mm. Okay. And if patients want to make an appointment to come and see you, how do they contact you? Uh, We have two locations, one in Minnetonka, Minnesota, the other in Oakdale, Minnesota. You can call our number at 952-807-0415. And we have a website, www.medstudio, so M-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O.com, no dashes or spaces, mm-hmm. and all lowercase lettering. And is there a waiting list, or is it easy to get an appointment? Um, appointments uh, are, you know, scheduled on, you know, you know, by appointment only. So um, 
you just call in and we try to be as flexible as we can, knowing that people have different schedules and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have business hours between eight to six. And then, like you said, appointments um, for consultations, which are free, or, you know, if uh, you choose to go forward with hormone replacement therapy and do um, uh, appointments with that, that's by appointment as well. Mm-hmm. And how many doctors and nurse prescribers are there in the med studio um, clinic? We have three nurse practitioners. Okay. And do they all prescribe LDN? Um, we, uh, yeah. Okay. I was the one to kind of initiate things and get them uh, exposed and educated to that. So Wonderful. Well done, you. <laughs> um, it is easier when... Um, one colleague tells another, isn't it? And you're there to help and support, mm-hmm. which is always uh, a really good thing. Well, thank you very much for having been my guest today. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. And likewise for your insight and wisdom. Oh, thank you. This show is sponsored by Med Studio, who are a privately owned medical clinic that specializes in helping women and men with moderate to severe symptoms of menopause and andropause, using bioidentical hormones and other therapies to relieve symptoms, restore balance, and to dramatically improve their quality of life. Visit medstudio.com or call 952-807-0415. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.